Welcome back to the Kick and Post YouTube channel and podcast with your hosts Jamal Thompson and Matt Avila and Chris Perry. And tonight we got the Vikings going into Philadelphia to play the Philadelphia Eagles. How are y'all boys doing today? I'm good. I'm feeling a very heavy game is going to happen tonight for one team and another team is going to be exposed like last week. So, mm. Exposed, huh? How you doing today, Matt? Doing good, man. Doing good. Looking forward to some football tonight. You know, Jalen Hurts fan out here. I think it's going to be a good night for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be a solid night for that offense in general. But let's get some predictions in um, before we get too deep. What you see the score being, Chris? A lot to a little. Ooh. Eagles cover seven? Easily. Okay. Okay. Matt, what you got? Mm, so I got... Gonna be, I think it's going to be a little more high scoring than maybe you guys think, uh, especially on the, um, the Vikings side. I think they're going to do a little bit more than y'all think. I think the Vikings get about 18 points, but I think Eagles get about 32. I got 27 to 14 Eagles. Um, a lot of offensive um, flair from the Eagles. I think we see Justin kind of step into his own, get over 300 passing yards tonight. That, um, that Minnesota secondary is nothing to fear, really. Um, I think the receivers get off a bit. I think he does his best to get Dallas Goddard involved. Um, I know on Teal and Steel, Matt said that he feels like when an Eagles skill player doesn't get their go in the first matchup that they might have, that the next matchup the next week, Jalen almost makes it a point to get them back in the offense, make them feel a part of the team again. Um, Goddard had a one-target day last week, so... He might even make it a first drive thing where he gets some two, three targets just to get him going. So I really like Dallas Goddard's lines tonight. Um, but yeah, it should be a fun night for the Eagles. And unfortunately for the Minnesota Vikings, I feel like we're going to see a lot more shades of Kirk Cousins struggling in prime time. Um, one of my favorite picks that I've been messing around with on different books is Kirk Cousins over a half interception. I feel like it's almost inevitable that he'll throw one. Big play slay back there. A lot of pressure on the defensive line. Don't think he's going to be very safe with the ball. He's going to force something to Justin Jefferson because that's his guy. He got to keep his number one receiver happy. I feel like he's unfortunately going to do a little bit too much to force something over there. Big play slay is going to have a have a pick tonight. Um, couple sacks for the line as well. He probably gets sacked a lot. Just going to be an ugly game. Alexander Madison not having a good rushing night. Um, but that's that's my big keys right now. Um, what what could possibly shake up? I know we all have the Eagles, but do you see a road to victory for the Vikings anyway, Chris? If Kirk Cousins can look like an MVP tonight against a top-ranked defense, by all means, sure. And on top of that, the Vikings defense has to look like the Ravens because there's no way in hell the Vikings are winning tonight. I, I'm, like, pretty sure of it. We've just seen them be fraud for way too long now they can't be actual teams the eagles even though i believe they're a complete team they struggled last week against new england the patriots have a great defense like um if you know football you know football their d is legit it's just their offense so that explains why that game went down how it did but the vikings have the worst defense like i it's a coin toss between their defense and the bears defense and that's concerning so with that in mind and then a harder matchup with Kirk cousins it's just it's really the Eagles games to lose. They would have to give them, to, they would have to punt on second down for the Vikings to win. So, I don't see it. 
do you know any defensive players that play on the Vikings right now? Um, Harrison you name Smith, it. Daniel Hunter, oh, yes, uh, and then they drafted okay. a DB, um, la- not last year, but two years ago. They got a DB that I wanted for Cincy. Um, but yeah, like he's not, he, he, not, not much. Oh, you mean the rookie that from two years ago? Yes, like two years ago, I think they took him. Um, it was like Chiefs. I should have definitely remembered Harrison back-to-back. Smith. But earlier, we couldn't name one. We were talking about Anthony Barr. We were talking about the guy that went over to the Chargers, Eric Kendricks. Yeah. But we were having a hard time even naming a single player. Um, so I think that's going to show tonight. That's gonna be, there's a reason for that. Yeah, I'm going to go they find that star kid's name, though. He was good. Yeah, he was solid. I remember you were very distraught that you couldn't get him uh, post-draft because we did do pre-draft analysis for that one. Uh, Andrew Booth from Clemson. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's not even a starter, no, though, no. so I, I don't know. No, I don't know if you missed out on much, but maybe they just don't know what they have. It's potential, mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess um, we'll see tonight. Yeah. I think one of the biggest storylines to come out of tonight as well, especially for the Eagles, who's their RB1? Obviously, Kenneth Gabriel went down in the first game. They're activating Rashad Penny, who was a healthy scratch last game. Um, it's going to be Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift. Boston Scott as well. He's still there. Yeah. Um, I think they still have Trey Sermon as well, too. But I don't know if he'll be in the mix. Yuck. Um, who's going to be the RB1 for this team? And I know they like using, uh, you know, committee. But you still have to have somebody who's, like, the main Not weapon out of that backfield. There has to be some stability there. Um, and me, personally, I think the most talented one is Swift. Um, obviously, the one who's, uh, I guess, a little bit more of a brute force runner is Rashad Penny. But... It, as people who like the overs and unders, you know, the price picks, the um, fliff, the underdog plays, what's the running back to really try to side with tonight, or do you just avoid the whole backfield? I'm going to lean off of Matt's point, and I think the running back is swift. This is a confidence game. So then, like, hey, like, we traded for you. Here's what we plan to do with you type deal. And, like, let him run free. Like, as long as he has ball security, which, I mean, he's had issues with in Detroit, he'll be fine. He'll get the carries against a mediocre front four. Just run away from Daniel Hunter. Get your yards and look good. And I think it will help next week for sure and then the weeks after that. Because, like I said last on our last video, I think Kenneth Gainwell was just a – a game plan type deal with the Patriots, but I do think Swift and Penny are in their long-term plans in terms of that one-two tandem. So this should be Swift's Eagles game, like welcome to Philly type deal. So do you love the lines on his then? Because he's at an eight and a half rushing attempt line on Fliff and Underdog. He's at roughly between a 33 and a half to 35 and a half rushing yardage line, um, 14 and a half to 16 and a half reception yardage line. You know, they have a lot of those numbers really low for somebody who we're projecting to possibly be the RB1 tonight. Are you hammering those or are you still a little bit, you know, apprehensive? I would hammer those because, like I said, things going to be a lot to a little. And then towards the back end of the second half, they're going to be handing off the bottle a lot. So it makes sense. So do I you think like both? Because they also have Penny. Anything, I would, is Penny active? Because I read earlier he might not be. They said they were activating him, but I mean, how earlier, how okay. much early did you read that he would be? 
a couple of days ago, I heard it was still iffy, so I thought it would be Rashad, not Rashad Penny, but DeAndre Swift to lead, and then like you said, Boston Scott was gonna follow up with Gainwell out. So I figured- They activated him, I think, yesterday. Okay, so um, yeah, I still expect Swift to have a bigger role. If anything, I'd say safe with the rushing yards. I think that's free. In terms of receiving, they might work in Boston Scott because they still like using a dual system. But with Rashad Penny, I think he might get like the, the Brees Hall attempts in terms of like rushing, not too many, but like he'll he'll get time to shine. So I do think it is Swift's backfield tonight. Okay. Okay. Any receiving yardage prop receiving yardage props that you like? Anything you staying away from? Obviously Justin Jefferson is the biggest name wide receiver in this matchup tonight. Um, I think they have his lineup at ninety six yards. Pretty inflated. Um yeah. they got AJ Brown at a roughly seventy two and a half to seventy three and a half line. Then they wow. got Devontae Smith at 62 and a half, between 62 and a half and 64 and a half, depending where you get it for his receiving yardage line. Um, any of those seem enticing to you in a game that you feel like is going to be a lot too little? I would take the Justin Jefferson under. It yeah. happened last year. D, D Swift, not D Swift, D Slays like that. So, I mean, I have no reason to believe he wouldn't do it again, especially with everybody else helping him out. Like, it's just going to be a hard job for Kirk Cousins. Like you said, he's going to be forcing the ball. I do think if the Vikings want any chance of moving this game to making it closer, they have to get Jordan Addison involved as, like, a 1B, just because, like what we saw last year, Jed has got no play, so someone has to get those yards. I mean, it'd rather be him or TJ Hawk. That's the only way Jed is going to be able to get open is if one of those options start to take off. What's your take on that, Matt? Do you feel like the under on Justin Jefferson is the play? I know it's hard to look at a receiver like him and not ride with his over in yards, especially after last week. I mean, it is hard for me to do that, but I do see the vision for it. Um, I know you were talking about it earlier. I do like Jordan Addison. You know, over I like a TJ Hawk over as well. I would probably stay away with Madison, even though I do want him to turn up tonight for fantasy purposes. But um, when it comes to a money prop, I'm not going to really look into to Madison too much. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can understand why you want Jefferson lower right now. You know, like you said, you know, Slay, he's the number one corner. He's a top three corner, maybe top five, wherever you want to put him. Um, they have a great secondary in general, and they're going to put a lot of pressure. So I understand the vision there. On the Eagles side, you know, I like um, Dallas Goddard. I like him and his props over. I do like A.J. Brown as well. Um, that one's a little bit murky with him and Devontae. You don't really know who's going to be the one that's turning up, you know, this game. Um, I know one of those guys is definitely going to turn up, if not both. Um, and, yeah, and DeAndre Swift, you know, I like those lines. Even I was a little iffy about it earlier, but tonight it just seems like it's a day for him. Like, they're going to they're gonna try to get him involved to see what he's capable of. Um, so I think he's going to get the touches, and if I think he gets the touches, I think he might get the yards. Do you guys think that Quez Watkins catches a deep one? His lines are really low tonight. Obviously, we have a very bad defense in Minnesota, you know. Do you think he's potentially one to, you know, smack his yardage lines if he has a – Reception and a half as his reception line and 16 and a half yards for his yardage line. Uh, I wouldn't put money on it. I would yeah. like to see it. If, if it turns into a shootout, then yes. But like Matt said, I think they're going to make more of or put more of importance on getting Goddard involved and like a Quez Watkins to be honest. He's going to be more important later down the road. Okay. okay. Yeah, I probably would have put money on it, but. You know, like you said, if, if it's going to be a shootout, if Minnesota can kind of keep it close and they're going to be passing the ball the whole game, yeah, I can see it happening. 
Alright, so we're, we're all predicting a 2-0 start for the Eagles and an 0-2 start from the Vikings. Obviously, a 2-0 start from the Eagles isn't anything too crazy. We, we expected this team to kind of pick up where they left off. But what does this mean for the Vikings if they start the season 0-2? I feel like this is a big deal in a division that they should be winning. The Lions are favored in their matchup this weekend. Could go up 2-0. Um, I think Green Bay's in a very tight matchup as well with Atlanta. They can't afford to lose much ground on these teams ahead because it's a different Lions team this year. Um, do you think it really shifts anything, shifts the view on Kirk a bit? I knew the Vikings at one point were interested in Trey Lance in a trade. Do you think they start, you know, looking at the possibilities out there for a different quarterback to lead the team? We'll start with Chris. I just think it just shines light on their issue that they've been dealing with for the last couple of years. And I not the biggest fan of the Kirk Cousins slander because last week he threw for like 300 yards and that's like a normal thing for him but you're asking this fan to throw up 30 to 40 points a week because your defense is that egregious that's a lot to ask for any QB in this league so like I understand the Kirk Cousins slander to a degree but at the same time he does need help on the other side of the ball like you can't ask him every week to put up over 30 points like that's 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 tough for anybody in this league so I think, especially with like what they did this year, they used a first round pick on a receiver, which is like, that's cool, but like, why didn't they go and sign a receiver and draft some defensive players or vice versa, sign some defensive players if you're gonna go and draft a receiver because that's your bigger issue. Your, your receiving court wasn't that bad compared to the worst ranked defense in the league last year. So I think it just comes to terms of coaching and management just has to wake up and be like, okay, we have Kirk. We have enough weapons. Now we need to make sure that we don't have to overwork them because it, this football, it takes both sides of the ball to win a game. Unless you can actually score 30 points a week, then by all means do it, but clearly you're not doing that. And you're not doing that tonight, so. Yeah, I completely agree with Chris. Um, I think the media is probably gonna paint it on Kirk Cousins a lot. Um, if he has a decent game, yeah, I think, but they lose, I still think they're gonna put the pressure on him. But I mean, like like we talked about earlier, I mean, who does who do the Vikings really have on defense? They don't really have any playmakers. They don't have a lot of great corner help at the moment. They don't. They just don't really have that, and um, it's putting a lot of pressure on, on Kirk. Um, and that's a tough ask. So you know, I still think he's a mid-level quarterback. I still think that if this is a bad season in general, they might start. You know, there might be some talks about maybe getting a quarterback or trying to find a, an avenue to get a new one. But I think after this game, I think that the media might be twisting it a little bit. But, but we'll see how it goes. And if, if Kirk ends up throwing like three three interceptions, four interceptions, I mean, that's going to be also on him. I do feel I like if you put Kirk on the Niners or if you put Kirk on the Browns or if you put Kirk on, shoot, um, Tampa, if you put him on any of these teams that have pretty solidified defenses, he's probably in the playoffs and, and makes a fairly deep run. I mean, obviously he's made mistakes in his career. He's not absolved of those mistakes. We don't excuse those, but like you guys are stating, and I feel like the media is understating, he's been a part of some teams with some bad defenses, right? A team, a defense that gave up, I mean, even in their worst game last year where they fell, what, 33 down to the Colts? Yeah. The defense allowed the Colts to put 33 points on them. Like, that's wild. Yes, they had JT but that offense was looking abysmal for most of the year, right? So, I don't know. I feel like we're gonna be stuck in this limbo where everybody's gonna blame them, that they're gonna win quite a few games, probably make it 
close to the playoffs. If the Lions win the division, then I feel like we'll have more arguments on what to do with Kirk at the end of the year. Um, but if they find a way to dig themselves out of what we predict to be an 0-2 hole and win this division, it's going to be the same cycle again. We're going to talk about the defense being bad, Kirk being a little bit not overrated, but overstated as being a franchise quarterback. Um, they're going to go into the draft with a first-round pick in the mid-20s. Um, they might shoot for a DB. They probably will shoot for um, some offensive line help or something, but they're not going to shoot for what they actually need. Not going to sign any veteran help. We're going to be right back again next year. Um, that, that's the thing is, I mean, there's so many holes on the Vikings team yeah. right now. I mean, they have great weapons, which is great. But that line, the offensive line isn't great. D-line ain't great. You know, secondary ain't great. I mean, they have to do a lot to fix that team right now, and I just don't see how they're going to be able to do it, you know, within this year or even next year, to be honest with you. And if they keep giving Kirk contracts when they're not competing for a Super Bowl, let him find... I mean, I know it sounds wild, but if you guys are not in the stage to compete, let him find a new home. Obviously, you have Jay Jettas that you have to keep him there to keep people in the seats, to keep people buying tickets, but he is on the wrong end of this build. At least with Jay Jettas, if you get him somebody young, rebuild the team a little bit, show him a vision, maybe you could keep him in his younger years and you guys can make something exciting. But Kirk isn't going to be a part of no future plans, in my in my opinion. So, And, and that's the thing. I, I, I've said this before, and I think I want to say that Shannon Sharp is the one that really said it. But he said something like, Kirk is like a mid-level quarterback. He's a, he's a quarterback to the point where like they're going to win enough games that they're never going to have a high pick in the draft. And if you keep them, that's just exactly where you're going to be at every time. You're just going to be, you know, pick 18 to like 21. Best quarterbacks are probably gone at that point, And you're just going to be stuck in this hole forever if you don't make any moves. What you thinking, Chris? I mean, like you guys are saying, everything is right. You're not in a, you're not a team that's going to actually compete for a championship at any time. And if that time ever comes, Kirk Cousins will be 80 years old by then. So you might as well move now for what you can get. Because he is comparable. He is nice. Like, I, you I'm can say of Kirk Cousins. I think he's overcame Kirk all of the media has been saying. But like Kirk Matt has said, it's Niners? like we, we always blame QBs on winning games. But it's more to it than that. Like, they are a very integral part of that. Yes, but it's not always their fault. Like, even with last year with Patrick Mahomes winning another championship, he gets all the credit. But... Chris Jones had one of the most dominant runs defensive linemen we've seen and I've seen in a long time. Like it, he was one of two last year and a big reason why they won, but that got swept under the rug because it's Patrick Mahomes. So of course they're gonna shine light on the QB and their issues more than the actual team issues. But like you guys are saying, like he's too good to get a, a low enough draft pick. Just move him and take that hit now because they're gonna end up messing everything over once they're shitty for so long and then Jettis wants to force his way out and play for a team that can actually win, then you lose everything. So at least show him what you want to do, invest in the future and like, hey, like, I'm gonna keep you here for a career. Here's what we're gonna do, here's our plan. But right now it seems like they don't have a plan, to be honest, because I haven't seen one, so. I think they're just hoping that one of these years, Kirk is just gonna go crazy and that the whole team is just gonna click and no, I think their best opportunity was last year. Yeah. To be honest, and it, I mean. But even then, that defense last year was 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 old and yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a defense that compete for a Super Bowl, but you can't when you see a team going ten and one, eleven and one, you got to ride that wave, I suppose, right? And they were at eleven and one, but nobody really took them seriously. Nobody took them seriously. Nobody took them seriously. 
right? I'm not going wrong. I was betting against him most of the year. Lost a decent bit of coin doing that, but I was taking the money line against him a lot of the year. Um, so we all got Eagles winning. We all got Eagles covering. I got the game going under what it is right now, which I think is at 48. I don't remember. Um, what's your, okay, one play. I'm not going to say to pay the rent. That's a different section. It's a different section that we have. Um, one outlandish bet that's going to hit tonight. That's probably plus 500 odds single play. Outlandish? Outlandish. What did you it? consider like a Dallas Goddard first touchdown? I'll pull up a list then. Is that, is that crazy? Uh, Dallas Goddard first touchdown, I'm pretty sure it's plus 600, so that, that works. Okay. That works. I'll take Dallas Goddard two touchdowns tonight. I think that's realistic. Oh, okay. Dallas got got two, her two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. That's up there too. That's up there too. Um, I'm taking um, DeAndre Swift first touchdown. Nice. Pretty sure that was like plus seven twenty-five. I think that's receiving or, or just rushing. Just first touchdown. Just okay. Yeah, it they for for that one they won't really like tax me on what type it is. Okay. But that's the one I'm feeling. Imagine for if you did like receiving and then this man like run, runs it in. I know it's bad. So that would hurt my soul. Why do they do it that way? <laughs> okay, so you said Dallas Goddard over two touchdowns. Yes, sir. That's plus sixteen hundred. That's plus sixteen hundred. Just saying. Free. What's mine? Yours was Dallas Goddard first touchdown. How much is that? Plus eight hundred. Okay. And DeAndre Swift is plus seven twenty-five. Okay, we got some fun ones out there. Any closing thoughts, Chris? Well, after we just give people bad advice, this is not gambling um, advice. This is not betting advice. Yeah, this just, is a betting advice. Just y'all know. Um, Honestly, just enjoy this blowout tonight. Football is back, and that's all I can be thankful for. So, hey, that's facts. Just enjoy back. tonight. Just Football enjoy it. The content has been back, too. We've been pretty active on the channel. Uh, well, we're at like eight posts in the last two weeks. Going I'm not crazy. Kidding. Y'all have been supporting. Um, I think we jumped nine subscribers since we started getting back active. So, keep following us on this journey. Like, subscribe, share. Um, Leave comments. We love all the comments. Somebody left a really mean hate comment for Chris on one of these channels. I know, I seen on one of yeah, They were really yeah. mad about his AMC Big old Raven head. Yeah. Y'all got early, or y'all got lucky on week one. We'll see y'all week two, though. I hope you're watching. Ah, shoot. Hey. Okay. I got them. I got them. The yeah. We, we, I was about to say, that's a whole different segment. We got rents new that's still supposed to get made. I got, I got parlays for y'all. I'm going to save that for that. But we're going to enjoy the night tonight. Y'all enjoy the Thursday Night Football as well. We'll see y'all on the next one. And we'll see y'all next week for more coverage. Peace.